Welcome to Sports Beat KC, the Kansas City Star Sports podcast presented by First Federal. It's Friday, September 23rd, and I'm Blair Kirkhoff. We're gearing up for the football weekend, Chiefs and Colts on Sunday, full slate of college action on Saturday, and of course the high schools today. We had a good conversation about the colleges on Wednesday, and we talked Chiefs with the coverage team on Thursday. So today we're talking Chiefs opponent, the Colts, and high schools. First up is Lawrence Owen. He's a Colts analyst and podcaster, and he broke things down from an indie perspective. The Colts are 0-1-1, but they're a better team than the record shows. At least I think they are. Lawrence talks about what's gone wrong and how the Colts can get things fixed. After a break, you'll hear from Dion Clisso, founder of the PrepsKC.com website. Nobody knows the area high school football scene like Dion. Okay, let's get started talking Chiefs Colts with Lawrence Owen. All right, Lawrence, let me uh, start by asking you uh, the 0 1 and 1 Indianapolis Colts. I read this week that. To some, it might be a low point in the um, in, in the uh, uh, era of Chris Ballard and, and Frank Reich. Are you of that opinion that this, you know, coming off the the twenty four nothing loss to Jacksonville is something of a low point? Oh, absolutely. I mean, they haven't been beaten by more than twenty points since twenty nineteen. Let alone, you know, getting blanked the way they did. It's not a good situation, especially when going into the game. Uh, they knew how important that game was. And, you know, uh, this is a situation where, you know, you can't just come out and look as flat as they have this this season, especially with the expectations that not only the organization, but the fans had for the organization. Right. And th- that's just it. I, I thought of this team as a playoff type of team, a team with a playoff roster. And it still, mm-hmm. still could be there. I mean, there's it's two games. I've seen teams start, you know, badly and and get into the playoffs for sure. But and look, especially playing in the AFC South, it, it's, it seems like it's there to to win. It has in previous years with nine and the, the old sixteen game schedule, nine and seven type of records. Um, but discouraging start for sure. And you know, those of us in Kansas City who have uh, followed Chris Ballard for you know for his his tenure in Indianapolis because he came from here. I don't know. I, I always thought he had things kind of moving in the right direction there. And um, is, is it as simple as not having the right quarterback, you know, kind of year after year, or at least, you know, the, the, no consistency at that position. It just, they, they've got to be the only franchise that's had five different starters in the last five years. Well, that is definitely something that you can point a finger at. I mean, not having the consistency at quarterback for year after year is something you know, that is going to hold a team back, especially early on each season, because it takes time for that quarterback to get to understand the scheme, the playbook, the players around him, things of that nature. But at the same time, this year, the Indianapolis Colts have a lot of new faces and it's going to take time for a lot of this to gel, right? I mean, you've got a uh, brand new defensive coordinator and Gus Bradley. You got new pieces on the defense and Yannick and Gawkway and Stefan Gilmore and Rodney McLeod. The offense has got a lot of young guys out there on the offense to go along with Matt Ryan, who is new. So there's just a lot there. Um, it is difficult. On you know, a lot of people want to blame Chris Ballard, especially Colts fans right now, for the situation that's going on. 
but it's very difficult. Kansas City understands this. I'm sure that it's difficult to find a franchise top 10 quarterback in the NFL. And then once you find him, then you got to keep him, right? Right. Look, the Chiefs are in that wilderness for a long time, decades, really. Um, you can make a case that between Joe Montana and Patrick Mahomes, they spent a lot of years looking for the right quarterback there. Um, and and but hey, you know, the, the Colts went to the playoffs with Phillip Rivers. It's not like they've had, you know, I don't think bad quarterbacks, but as you said, and I think there's something to it, getting um, you know, getting on the same page with with it, at that position with uh, with the offense can can be a struggle when you change it over as often as the Colts have. Let's talk a little bit about Matt Ryan and what you've seen from him in the first couple of games. I think one thing that doesn't get enough run, especially because of the way the the last game went, is you know he helped bring him back from a what seventeen three or twenty three deficit in the first game. Now that game ended up with a in a lousy tie and missed a field goal in, in overtime that could have won it. And we'd be, we'd be having different feelings, I think about the team if they found a way to win at Houston. But anyway, tell us a little bit about Matt Ryan and the, and the season he, he is having so far. Well, it's a bit of a rough season. Um, again, you know, new quarterback, new scheme, uh, a lot of young players trying to find the players, get their speed and stuff down. He is a very, uh, demanding quarterback, uh, someone who wants his guys in the right position at the right time. But the Colts' offensive line is not helping him at all. When you're when you're dealing with all this new stuff and and the quarterback, the offensive line has to help that quarterback in that situation. And when you know, again, this past Sunday, Jacksonville Jaguars had gotten pressure on him the majority of the game. He didn't have time. Uh, to step back and think about what he was doing. He just had to react immediately. Uh, you talked about the week one game. I thought he did a very good job of adjusting. I thought that uh, in, at least in the second half, mainly the fourth quarter, uh, did a very good job of adjusting to that situation. But from here on out, I mean, these guys have got to really get on the same page. Otherwise, you know, Matt Ryan, yeah, he's going to have a long season. But you, you brought up Phillip Rivers. Phillips started out one and five, I mean, that season and still made the playoffs. So all hope is not lost quite yet. Right. That's a great point. It really is. And uh, again, I, I went into this thing, this season thinking the Colts were a playoff team. We're going to win the division. And that is absolutely still on the table for, for Indianapolis. Um, yeah. And you mentioned the new defense coordinator, Gus Bradley, of course, and there's going to be a little adjustment time for that as well. I mean, I, I think that's maybe just as common as a new quarterback, as a new defensive coordinator and everybody getting on the same page. Um, what, uh, what what have you seen from the defense? Well, the defense, uh, you know, a lot of people, uh, fans and analysts are are trying to say that, you know, they're lackluster in their attack and and the execution of the scheme. But Gus Bradley has came out on multiple times and said, hey, this is a new scheme that these guys are are learning. Yes, it's 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 similar in the style and makeup that the previous defensive coordinator, Matt Eberflus, had, but there's still adjustments there to be made, especially along the defensive line. Uh, where he has more of an attacking style where you don't hold your gaps. You just go after the quarterback and, and attack the run game on the way there. And that kind of falls back to the coverage. You know, they have to react in that in, in a little bit quicker of a manner when your defensive line is asked to do that rather than what they were in the past. And it's just going to take them a little bit of time again. 
you know, to, to understand the scheme and stuff. Now, uh, I, I have went back and I looked at Gus Bradley. I've seen what his record is against the Kansas City Chiefs, and it's not promising if you're a Colts fan. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what happens this Sunday. Okay. Um, you know, just as a side, uh, I didn't realize the losing streak to Jacksonville was as long as it was. That That's kind of amazing, really. And I, I wonder how many times the Colts were favored in those eight losses, but I imagine mm-hmm. many of them, if not the majority of them, but um, stuff like that happens in the NFL too. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you, you look at it, uh, go look at New England and their history going into Miami. They have a very similar situation. There's something about Florida and 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 teams that are in the North going into Florida early in the season. It's very difficult for them. For, uh, maybe it's the heat, humidity. I don't know. But yeah, it's, you know, some teams have a problem going into a divisional game at their opponents. Yep, for sure. Hey, what's the uh, what's the injury situation? We're, we're talking at midweek, and of course, the, nothing has to be declared until until Friday. But uh, what is the? I know what the top wide receiver Pittman was out last week. Yes, uh, so Michael Pittman Jr. is practicing today. He, it was just announced. Uh, Frank Wright just said so, and um, the rookie Alec Pierce, who was on concussion protocol last week. Uh, after a, a nasty hit to the helmet in, in week one against the Texans, he is on his final step of the concussion protocol. So it looks like there is a good chance that the Indianapolis Colts should be fairly healthy or at least have all their guys uh, out there for this game this Sunday. Okay, good deal. Uh, I know the Chiefs have a big loss in, uh, in their linebacker, uh, Willie Gay Jr., who suspended for serving the first of his four-game suspension. That's a big loss for the Chiefs, the way he's been playing this season. Um, you know, speaking, I'm yeah. sorry, speaking of linebackers, uh, Darius Shaquille Leonard, who hasn't played a snap yet this year, uh, he's also practicing, and he is, uh, as Frank Reich likes to say, trending in the right direction. <laughs> but you know how that works when you're talking about coach speak, so we'll see what happens. Right, right, right. You know, um the Chiefs have had great success with Patrick Mahomes, a quarterback, as you well know, and they've they've lost some games, but they have lost games that had you leave you shaking your head. And really, the first one of those in his career came against the Colts at Arrowhead Stadium in 2019, the year the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. Jacoby Brissett came in, and they beat the Chiefs 19 to 13 in a game I still cannot understand how it happened. But Frank White was Frank White was the coach. And I have always respected him as a coach and uh, and ha- have appreciated what he has accomplished. Uh, we talked a little bit about Chris Ballard, but what's the mood with, with Frank as, uh, and, and the job he's doing? Ooh, it depends upon where you're looking when it comes to the general fan base. There is a lot of fans right now calling for his job um, because of the starts that he's had with this team. I mean, they haven't started well uh, in his entire tenure here with the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, but I don't think it's, it's, uh, yes, I, I believe he's on the hot seat, but I don't think he's in danger of losing his job currently right now. Uh, Jim Mercer not a fan of making a change in mid season or early season. So I, I think that this is a situation where, you know, uh, just, you gotta be patient and and wait and see what happens it's a long season it's a 17 game season so 
you know, um, some things could could happen uh, that's positive for the Colts upcoming. You you talked about the 2019 game uh, where the Colts beat uh, Kansas City. That was a game, again, where the Colts leaned on the run game with Marlon Mack and their defense uh, played their gaps on the defensive line to try to contain a bit of a hobbled Patrick Mahomes, right? He was having a bit of an ankle injury at that game and he was unable to get outside the pocket to extend plays. I'm curious if Gus Bradley will take on that or if he will continue with this whole attack the line and don't worry about holding, holding your gaps. Interesting. Another big play in that game was LaShawn McCoy had a fumble in, um, mm-hmm. in the red zone that, that stunted a, a Chiefs drive in there in a game they didn't have very many possessions because of the way the Colts played them. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, um, it's, I was going to ask you what do you think happens, but let me let me ask it this way. Do you think the Chiefs can bring out the best in the Colts on Sunday? Home opener, you know, it'll be, it'll be an emotional crowd. Um, it'll be packed house, but can, can, the, can the Chiefs bring out the best in the Colts? Absolutely. Um, As I have noticed over the past three or four years, the Indianapolis Colts seem to play to the level uh, of talent that the opposing team brings, especially at home or even on the road as well. So the Chiefs obviously are one of the favorites to, uh, you know, for the playoffs and make the Super Bowl. They are year after year. I think this is a situation where, as you said, being at home, having a bit of a crowd noise, and the Colts knowing the t- the style and the talent of the team that are, they're coming up against, we should see a much better game, in my opinion, this Sunday than we have uh, the past two weeks. Very good. All right, Lawrence Owen, I really appreciate the time and, and the information. Great conversation. Hey, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Buying your first home is a huge milestone, but the journey there can be confusing. First Federal Bank of Kansas City is here to make it simple. After nearly a century of serving the KC community, our loan advisors have experience in every type of housing market. With a short phone call, we can give you a free rate quote and talk through loan options. No pressure, no obligation. The road to home ownership can be simple with First Federal Bank. Get started with a free quote at ffbkc.com homes. First Federal Bank of Kansas City, because banking is personal. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Hey, this is Blair. There are several ways to access the Star Sports section. Let me tell you about a couple of them. There is Sports Pass. For $12.99 a month, you get unlimited digital access to all the Star Sports content, including beat writing, columns, features, pretty much everything we write. The deal renews monthly until you tell us to cancel. For $159.99 a year, you get everything the Star has to offer digitally, including sports and the e-edition. Go to KansasCity.com and drop down to the bottom of the page where it says start a subscription for more information. Your support has never been more important. As always, thanks for reading and listening. Dion, always great to catch up with you. I hope you've been doing okay. Doing well. Uh, It's our first cool day of the fall after having a 100 degree heat earlier, so it feels like it's football. Um, We'll be doing chili tomorrow night on Friday night for the our <laughs> football as we're doing scoreboard and stuff like that. So it's it's always exciting when my wife makes her chili and uh, we're we're eating that all weekend. Better have some cornbread with that. I will do a little cornbread. Right? That's that's a good. Uh, I could tell you spent some time in North Carolina. You're showing your roots there. <laughs> yeah. So you're wearing a sweatshirt. And I'm wearing a sweatshirt. And you're right. It is uh, feeling a little more like football uh, weather. Yeah, and you know it's it's funny because you know as of last week I was I was watching the. Gardner Olathe West game and they had kids still cramping in them. We're 
we're late mid to late September and it's tough on those kids to be out there practicing. And this week, in fact, early in the week when it was, you know, 99 degrees, a lot of JV and, you know, C team and freshman games got moved to like six o'clock to try and, you know, stave off the heat a little bit. So definitely glad the weather's kind of turned and, and uh, we're heading more like fall. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that. I, I when I'm on my daily walk, I go by a high school and they were not there at their usual practice time at uh, <laughs> at, at four o'clock. They they went at night because of the to get out of the heat. Blue, uh, Blue Valley West told me they went at seven to nine those two yeah. days. And he he told me he really liked it. He kind of mixed things up a little bit, kind of changed up the schedule a little bit. So speaking of Blue Valley West, um, interesting development this past weekend, <laughs> and it's been going on for a couple of weeks. Is the appearance of Patrick Mahomes at high school football games, including one, was that, was the game he went to last week at West or at Southwest? It's, it was Southwest's home game, but they play at, play West, at West. So they right. share that stadium. So yeah, that's right. And, and, it, it, so he was there with, I'm trying to think of the, Brittany was there, um, mm-hmm. owner of the Kansas city current, and they were there to watch Matt Nagy's son, I believe. Yeah. He's the senior quarterback. Um, I think his name is Tyler. I could be wrong. And I guess the younger son is a defensive back. There you and go. it's, it's kind of funny. I uh, midway through the night, Sam McDowell sends me a text. He's like, "Does Nagy have a kid playing at Blue Valley Southwest?" And I texted him back, kind of snarkily. I said, "Well, if you listen to Mick Schaefer and I's podcast, you know that Matt Nagy said is the starting quarter. We talked about it like three weeks ago." And it was like, so "If you listen to our podcast, you'd know that already." But yeah, he was at, he was at Blue Valley West, and and uh, I, you know, I saw Blue Valley West tweeted it out. And I think that kind of ruffled the feathers of some of the West people. Like they did, they didn't get a chance to tweet it out first. So uh, that, that was kind of the funny thing about that. So it, it, it's always interesting when Patrick Mahomes shows up at a, at a sporting event anywhere in town and he, and he shows up at all of them at some point, right? I mean, mm-hmm. NASCAR he's been to um, the, obviously the both uh, current and sporting games, part owner of the Royals. I mean, he is, he is very diversified when it comes to his, his sports yeah. Um, I think it's neat. Uh, it's it's great for um, great publicity for the high school and for high school football in general. I think that Patrick Mahomes. I don't know if another you know current quarterback that does that or at least doesn't mind getting his photo taking taken at these things. And so good on Patrick Mahomes for for showing up and and uh, watching the, the the sons of uh, position coach and and also another one uh, son of a d- director of communications out there, Ted Cruz. Who's yeah. for is it Christ Prep? I believe Christ Prep, which is a the homeschool. Not uh, uh, they don't play in Keisha or Misha, but they they played center uh, last week. Pretty solid team beat Pembroke Hill a couple weeks back um, a few years ago. They won a homeschool national championship tournament down in in Florida. So that's a that's a pretty solid program they play for there. Okay, and and I I think I mentioned to you that I can remember seeing Trent Green at games with, uh I think when his his son was playing and mm-hmm. uh, and gosh I mean how many ex Chiefs had sons that come came through Kansas City high schools and it really isn't unusual to see a former NFL or Major League Baseball player at a high school football game in Kansas City. You know, it's not. And one of the stories that uh, I've told people in the past week is bringing this up is uh, in 2013 um, at the Blue Springs Lee Summit game, uh, Brian Johnson, who's my partner, who worked at the Chiefs at that time, uh, saw John Dorsey standing on the fence watching the game. And so he goes over. He's like, John, you know, what you doing? He goes, well, this is what I do on Friday nights. If I've got, you know, if I've got time, I go watch football. And he goes, well, you want to come up to the press box? And and he goes, no, no, that's all right. So he, they end up going out on the track and, and watching it. And they're watching the game, and he looks over at, at Brian. He goes, "That kid, that kid right there is gonna play in the league." It was Drew Locke. <laughs> <laughs> How about that? <laughs> but I mean, it was his junior year, and, and uh, 
that was that was probably the best Lee Summit team that's been around in a long time. Was his junior year, and and he just looked up Brian. Matter of fact, was said, that kid's playing in the league. <laughs> and he's right. Yeah, he was dead on, no doubt there. So, right, right. Uh, yeah, Dorsey Dorsey was known for going to high school football games, and um, that was kind of the thing that when they got they got brought in, and just from an internal culture thing that Brian told me, he said having Andy and, and John in the building was like just have like high school football coaches. That's kind of the error they gave, you know, just kind of laid back guys. And, um, and, you know, last week I got a chance to do something I hadn't done in a long time, you know, pre-pandemic, I stopped off at center high school and hung out in the coach's office for about an hour and a half with those guys. And, and that's, you know, that's when you're, when you're, that's where the real stuff comes. And right. when you get that access and when you get those guys who are down to earth and just want to coach football, it's, it's a great thing. Absolutely. And just while we're on the subject, the, the Chiefs do a nice thing every high school football, every football season, and that is identify on a weekly basis a, a top coach on yeah. uh, in Missouri and in Kansas and honor them. I don't know if they bring them to the games or not, but they they certainly honor them. And uh, the, yeah, I, I, but we we get the release every week, so uh, it's a really cool thing the Chiefs do. Yeah, I've been lucky to partner with them on that, and I, I help them pick those those each week. And well, uh, they've done a they've done a bunch of cool stuff. I mean, uh, a few years ago when the Simone Awards were kind of in a transition, it wasn't in a in the home school. It was on a Sunday. Uh, there was a Thursday night game there before, so all the finalists got to go. Um, and so it was. So we the, we went down on the field and um, we're down the sidelines at the pregame of a of a Thursday night game, and uh, that was a lot of fun for those kids to do that. And they they brought out the Simone winners of the last couple of years. Uh, Gary Spaney does a great job of, of doing those kind of things. And um, they really, they, they put the state champions up on the wall in Arrowhead every year. Um, the coach of the year last year was Clint Ryder. Um, he got to bang the the drum, I think at one of the last home games. And of course, when you win coach of the year, you get to go, I think it's the Super Bowl now. It used to be the Pro Bowl, but the Pro Bowl's kind of you know gone away, but they get to go to the Super Bowl. And and so, wow. yeah. So uh, like William Lowe, when he won it for uh, Lincoln Prep, I think he got to go when the Chiefs won a few years ago. So, they really they do a good job of outreach and, and doing a good job with the with the high school coaches and and uh it's it's a great relationship and and like I said, Gary's does a great job and you know, former chief who's you know stuck stuck with the organization and and that whole that whole wing of their of their uh, organization does a fantastic job. The the coolest visual I've ever seen uh, relating to that is at the 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 Seahawks Stadium in Seattle where they have a wall that includes the helmet of every high school in the state of Washington. Uh, oh, that's cool. It is very cool. I mean, if you ever if you ever been to chapels and you've seen all the helmets hanging yeah. from the wall in chapels, it's it kind of has that effect just to see the, the the helmets up against the wall and you know hundreds of them. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I can imagine if you go to a Seahawks game and you have some, you know, you're from small town Washington, you see your high school team up on the <laughs> you know up on the yeah. wall, it'd be a pretty cool thing. So. Uh, Okay, hey Dion, I remember asking you a couple of weeks ago uh, about when Missouri teams play Kansas teams and if it happens much anymore, and and um, and, and we talked a little bit about that. I noticed it's happening this weekend. Yeah, it is. Uh, the suburban conference is with the Blue Valley schools. They cross over. The last few years they've been doing that, um, and so this week you've got Blue Valley Northwest defending six A champion going to Lee Summit North. It was in the semifinals. That's a fantastic game. You got Staley. With Steve Rampy, who used to coach at Blue Valley, who coached Josh Korkenmeyer, who's the Blue Valley West coach, going to to Blue Valley West. And the funny thing about that is, I kind of thought when they were putting that together, they were like, "I was like, oh, that'd be a great game for Josh and 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 Coach Rampy to." And Rampy's like, "We literally had nothing to do with it." I just was like, "Oh, we're playing West." So that, like last year, West played uh, Blue Valley West played Raytown, um, and so those were good games. Blue Valley's playing Blue Springs. 
for the first time. Um, so that's uh, that's a game I think 10 years ago everybody and their brother would have paid money to go to Arrowhead and watch play. Right. Uh, the, the, the Blue Valley is still pretty good. Blue Springs is struggling a little bit, but uh, those are some good ones there. But, no, that's it's a really fun um, thing they're doing. Uh, and Ray Peck is going to Blue Valley North. That's the other one. Then, of course, your rock. It's also just happens to fall on the same week as Rockers from Age. So you've got that one in there, too. So it feels like a bit of a crossover week. Uh, altogether, just happened to fall all on this, all on that same week this year. So it's uh, it's definitely a lot of fun to see those those teams go at it. I think Rock Me Age is probably the headliner, um, but Blue Valley Northwest and Lee Summit North is going to be a, a knockdown drag out game. Those are two really good football teams. Yeah, those are two top. I don't know five or six. In- yeah, uh, Northwest I think is three right currently um, in in the K Preps, which is the one that that I do, yeah. and then on the Missouri side, then the Lee Summit North is three. Uh, so in, in the six class six of the Missouri media ranking. So yeah, two top five teams, two teams good enough to win state championship. Uh, two teams that, um, you know, at least up in North was a penalty and a bad series inside the 10 yard line away from beating CBC last year and having a chance to play Liberty North in the state championship game. So th- they're, they're pretty close to it too. Okay. How about uh, what, what else on the weekend schedule this week? How about in a, maybe a sneak peek into next week as well that, uh, that has your eye. Well, the one game I like this week is uh, Mill Valley and Gardner Edgerson. Gardner Edgerson's three and zero this year, off to a great start. Uh, Jesse Owen is their coach, and Dustin Delaney used to be at Shawnee Mission East was their head coach when they won a state championship. He's running their offense; they run the flex bone, but they throw it pretty good too. Uh, Mill Valley's defense is as good as anybody uh, in the league, and in, in, in the Sunflower League, really good as anybody on either side of the state line. Uh, that's definitely one that I want to kind of keep an eye on. And then next week, Gardner Edition goes to Olathe North. So they've got some back-to-back games there uh, on the on the, on the the tilt for them. And if you look at Blue Valley West and Blue Valley Northwest next week, that's another uh, good matchup there on the on the Kansas side. Uh, you've, got a, you've got one more crossover game next week, too. You've got St. Pius and St. James. They started that series a couple of years ago. Uh, that's a good one to keep an eye on. And then on the Missouri side, uh, you've got uh, Raytown and Platte County. It's kind of an under-the-radar game. Center going to Harrisonville. Center's a team, like I know I was talking about how I was just over there. They're they're 4-0, and they are legitimately as talented as almost any team in the in the Metro. Joseph Vick, their quarterback's outstanding. He's a dual-threat guy. They, they love him to stay in the pocket a little more because they don't want to get any hurt. Uh, and then Ja'Cory Love, their, their tailback. So they've got a guy who could throw for 3,000 and a guy who can run for 2,000 if they need him. And they're starting to get into their schedule where they're playing the Harrisonvilles and teams like that. They are one to twenty-two, as good as anybody. The question is twenty-two to thirty-five or forty, because that's about all they've got. Uh, their their numbers are, are real low. Um, can can they compete there? So that's definitely a, a team that I, I'm keeping an eye on. And um, you know, at least I'm at North Scott back-to-back games. They got Ray Peck next week too. Uh, and then there's another one that's kind of sneaky good. I I still think Liberty North is the uh, favorite here in a couple weeks. Is Blue Spring South, which is the one of the better stories of the of the Metro this year. They're three and one. They, they came off a big win at Ray Peck last week. They were down 17 points at halftime, outscored them 42 to seven in the second half. Wow. Won that game. Um, they're at Grain Valley this week. And that, that's the first time these two schools. And I can tell you, uh, as I sit kind of juxtaposed between the two of them are really very close, <laughs> uh, depending for me to leave my house and go to Blue Spring South and, and leave my house and go to Grain Valley. Depending on if I hit a light, it could be faster to go to Green Valley than it is to go to Blue Springs South. So it, it, that's a good game, you know, kind of see both these teams. Green Valley's coming off a good one over Platte County. So it's we've got a lot of parity in different classes. Uh, I, I thought Class 5 on the Missouri side was going to be really good. 
I don't know if it's all really good or they're all really average. <laughs> I think I think it's parody and maybe in an average way. Um, one of the big tests tonight uh, or this weekend is Platte County going to Oak Park. Platte County's un- uncharacteristically one and three. Oak Park's four and zero. Oh. Oak Park hasn't started five and zero oh, maybe since Michael Keenan and mm. in two thousand three. That might be the last. I'd have to go and check, but it's it's probably been every bit that long since they've started five and zero. Oh. Wow! Wow! All right. Listen, nobody knows high school football better than Dion Clisso. Listen to him on 810, watch him on Channel 41. What else, Dion? What else besides helping out the star? Where else are you? Where else can we? Well, you know, we, you know, uh, Mick Schaefer and I've got a podcast we do every week. It's about 30 to 45 minutes long. Um, we talk about that stuff. We got, you know, on really on Thursdays and Fridays, we've got a radio show that's on uh, 94.5 and, and 1510 from four to six. But I also kind of chop that up and we got podcasts with all those coaches so you can pick and choose. But, you know, hey, if you want to sit down and listen for two hours, we love you. But, you know, we, but if you want to pick and choose your spots and, and, and you know, dine a la carte, you can do that as well. But, uh, of course, we've got uh, columns and, and um, you know, scheduling. Yeah, you know, the, the one of the things that I real quick before I let you go, I was interviewing an intern today and we were talking about the, the business and things. And I said, you know, the, don't be afraid of the grind work, which was as I was getting ready to have him do a grinding task. I said, because, you know, later today I'm going to sit down. And start typing out the schedule for the ranked teams in Kansas. Is it is it sexy? Is it fun? As you know, talking to a coach or doing a podcast with you, no. But it's something that people read every week. They want to know where you know teams on the outside of the metro or, or who's playing who and that kind of stuff. So you know, it's a we try and get as much information out as, as we can. I'm going to start working on a thing I've been doing this year. Just kind of it's a basic notes column. You know all about it. Going out and finding stuff in other papers that people might find interesting here and linking them. I mean, it's just. We try and give you a little bit of everything, give you a little bit of look outside uh, on both Kansas and Missouri, but uh, definitely, you know, live scoreboard on Friday nights and follow us on Twitter at PrepsKC. PrepsKC.com is an amazing website. Uh, team schedules, leagues, districts, articles, podcasts, playoffs, everything <laughs> is on that website. So indispensable information. Dion, thanks so much, and we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. That'll do it for today and this week on Sportsbeat KC. Thanks to our production staff of Monty Davis, Randy Mason, George Howard, and Jeff Rosen, and to our sponsor, First Federal. Their website is ffbkc.com. Tip of the cap to our guests, Lawrence Owen and Dion Clisso. You'll find information about their work in the story notes. Morning Sports Edition, you know how I feel about it. Best sports page in America. See what I mean by going to liveedition.kansascity.com. That's liveedition.kansascity.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back soon with another Sports Beat KC.